There's a fire on the mountain burning out of control. The sky's set ablaze with orange, red, and gold. The temperature's rising and the wind is blowing hot. We gotta turn this ship around before we run aground. Welcome to Off the Record, Paul Hilton and Bobby Cancer, AM and FM streaming live over the internet at nhtalkradio.com. You can binge listen to our past shows or you can hear us also on a podcast at Google, Stitcher, and iTunes. We're What's brought this to here podcast you're talking about, Sonny? That's Chris Ryan Podcasts. That's the 21st century way that... People listened on their mobile phones and other devices. Can I you, get it on cassette? You go on the interwebs to your eight tracks, and there you go. You have a cassette of this podcast. There's Chris Ryan at it again. And we're brought to you by the Birches at Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community, designed specifically for those living. <laughs> 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 One of those radio moments, <laughs> priceless radio moments. Nice. We're brought to you by the Birches at Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, or other forms of memory impairment. You can join a tour and celebrate life at the Birches by calling 224-9111. And that laughter you heard was Chris Ryan. Chris Ryan, welcome to Off the Record. Hey, it's great to be here. It's another beautiful spring day in Concord, New Hampshire. The Woo-hoo! rain is falling. It's 50 degrees. People are walking around bundled up in their winter woolies. It's, um, I don't know, man. This has been the wettest spring on record. I think they we're setting some kind of rain records in April and May. It's cold. It's wet. But our hearts are warm and our tongues are loose. No, no, their hearts are hard. Our, our hearts are hard and cold. Because we're rigid and frigid. We're political animals, and therefore we have no hearts. <laughs> we used to have them. We used to have hearts. But they when we have been replaced when we were human. But now we are merely robotic political types. So I had a really fascinating conversation. I want to talk to you about. I have a good friend. Uh, whose second name shall never be mentioned. We'll just call him Jerry. And Jerry, we'll just call her Pego. No, no, no. This is not Pego. This is uh, a guy named Jerry, and he's a long, long time friend of mine. I've known him for 30 years. And uh, Seinfeld. We do all kinds of things together. And, And he has been, for all those 30 years, all the time I've known him, he's been a Republican. Now, I know some people may find it challenging to think of me as good friends with a Republican, but I'm a bipartisan kind of guy. I can, I think I can accommodate different viewpoints and, and, and hang out with all kinds of different people and reach my hand across the aisles of friendship to work together to make this country a better place. But I confess, I have a challenging time um, with a really smart person who still calls himself a Republican. And I asked him the other day, I said, how can you, are you still a Republican? He said, yes. I said, how can you still be a Republican in light of Donald Trump and what he's done to the Republican Party and where he's taken it and what he stands for and what he's done, the immorality, the lying. I went through the whole litany with him. And he said, yeah, I'm still a Republican. And I said, 
Why? He said, you know what really gets me about you liberals, you liberals, is you don't understand why anybody can hold to their principles. You, you have no idea about the way we think. And he said, this isn't about because I identify with Donald Trump. It's because I believe basically in principles. And frankly, then he went on to say, some of what he's done isn't all bad. He, um, he, what about China? I said, what about China? He said, well, somebody's finally standing up to China. Somebody's finally doing something about what China's been doing to us. Obama didn't do anything. I mean, Obama's policies, I, I mean, we all liked Obama, but his policies were disasters for the country. I mean, he, he was wishy-washy all over the world. He didn't stand up to, to, to China. We have this huge trade deficit, and Trump is finally stepping up and, 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 and standing up to China. And I said, well, what about, what about playing footsie with Vladimir Putin and the Russians? He said, oh, you know, I don't know. I said, what about warmongering with Iran? He said, well, maybe, maybe they know things we don't know. Now, this is a really intelligent guy who's been through the Iraq debacle. He's been through the Vietnam debacle. He's been through all those debacles, yet... He still calls himself a Republican when I know that he's voted frequently for Democrats because he is actually an independent, but he cannot unmarry himself from the Republican Party that used to be. I'm wondering, Chris Ryan, as they say in radio, both names, Chris Ryan, I'm wondering, Chris Ryan, what what you think? Are there lots of Republicans like my friend Jerry out there who don't want to leave the party, although the party has left them? Well, yeah. And, um, you know, one of the, the biggest problems that, in my view, that exists in our country right now is is a hyper partisanship and where um, individuals identify more with party than with their country um you know we are in a, a place right now that the founders didn't really envision they thought that uh, parties would come and go and would not have the entrenched um ability that uh, the republican and democratic parties uh, have had and that um individuals would first and foremost identify with the um what is best for their nation their state and their communities and that has changed. I mean, we've seen it over and over again where Republicans are – a Democrat will will stick with a Democrat who's under indictment, immoral, and um, does, is not a good person because the Republican is worse, and vice versa. We saw a polling which indicated that Republicans had a more favorable view of Kim Jong-un than Nancy Pelosi. They have been able to establish both parties – a, a a a an element even, where the, even though she has better hair, I mean, she gets her hair done every day, and it's a lot better than his. <laughs> He's got that bowl haircut. I mean, really, he needs a barber. Um, if he were here, and you would, well, if you he were here, you'd be probably fine. If we did that in North Korea, 
you'd be uh, looking for your head. I would be. I'd be in. <laughs> I'd be in a re-education. It's difficult to look I'd for your head when your head is missing. Re-education camp. <laughs> oh, comrade Hodes, uh, it is <laughs> let time. Let us go for a short it, walk. Uh, let us go for a short walk. It is time for re-education. <laughs> uh, we will re-educate you. Uh, just walk in front of these six people with big rifles, and uh, oh, look, there's a wall right there. Yeah. So. I think that that's um, it is not surprising because you know in order for when there's two parties in order for your party to be successful the other party has to be the enemy and we are gone from a place where like what you're talking about what Joe Biden talks about where individuals you know may have disagreements over policy but at the end of the day work together for the uh, the greater good we reward individuals who are the loudest voices on each side um, and. You know, we have come to a place where it is not about uh, what's best for America. It's not about what's best for um, you know New Hampshire in some circumstances, and this this hyper partisanship is what, um, in my view, represents the one of the greater challenges and threats to our country. So I was thinking about what my friend Jerry said about. Donald Trump standing up to China. And by the way, as of this morning, apparently he's backed off on the idea of tariffs on automobiles. Uh, but who knows what the other list includes. And there was also an article that said that Walmart was going to raise prices in light of the tariffs. And we've heard from farmers who are really unhappy that they're unhappy with uh, the Trump policies and they'll never vote for him again. They thought that uh, he would be their friend, but instead the tariffs um, on Chinese on Chinese goods, the tariff, the trade war is is hurting farmers in their prices. Now, frankly, on the one hand, in a in a society which is consuming stuff and throwing it away, and we need to integrate our consumption with our environmental policies, maybe it's not a bad thing for there to be less consumption and uh, moving from a consumer society to a producer society of some sort where uh, we are not a throwaway society but that's a that's an that's a that's a discussion for a different time. Interesting topic on that too. Um, David Brooks, my friend the granite geek from the Concord Monitor recently wrote about recycling. Yeah. And one of the um, we've had a huge problem with recycling in this country because it, for a number of reasons, but one of them one of the major problems that's coming about right now is that China used to take all of our recycling. And now they're not. And they're not doing it anymore. Yeah. It's a real it, it's a problem and right. it, and it, it's an interesting topic which we'll we'll explore later. But but as for the Trump tariffs, so the Trump tariffs are hurting various people and hurting consumers. Are they hurting China more? And for Jerry, the fact that Trump was standing up to China uh, and doing something about what he saw as uh, they're taking advantage of us was an overriding positive uh, for him. He didn't have an answer about Trump and the Mueller report in Russia. He didn't have an answer about Trump's immorality and, you know, mocking people with disabilities and mocking everybody else. But he did, he was able to find a sliver of sunlight amidst the darkness to which and that that was enough for him. He he held on to it, and I think he's you know he said, look, I have a longer term view, and in the historical context, 
He said, I think history will look back and see Trump as an aberration, and it was a momentary lapse of sanity on the part of the country, but that he doesn't represent uh, what what Republicans really are about, doesn't represent what the United States is really about, and uh, I'm not going to change my party affiliation for this moment because of the momentary aberration. So... That that may be true, but if Donald Trump is reelected as president of the United States, it becomes an affirmation. Uh, this is not a, a blip on the radar. This is um, something that the American people are okay with. That's a trade off they're willing to make. Um, a president who is immoral, lies on a consistent basis, uh, denigrates individuals, and separates ourselves from our allies. Uh, that is all okay if, uh, if, if our pockets are being filled to some extent and the economy is going okay. Um, People are fine with that, and that's that's one of the major challenges of this upcoming election. <laughs> that's pretty frightening. To it's pretty frightening to think about because over and above all of that, what Trump and his allies and cronies really do, they are denigrating the foundations of our democracy. Mm-hmm. They are denigrating that they have no they have no regard for the Constitution, uh, no regard for the separation of powers that has. Uh, helped uh, create the country we now live in and if you have a disregard for the founding documents of the of of the republic that is the way to a tyranny ultimately anarchy and uh, the kind of horrors we've seen perpetrated around the world by dictators to whom Donald Trump uh, coddles right and if a re-election of Donald Trump, in my view, is a affirmation of the things that you're describing. And Donald Trump himself is not really interested in doing anything other than enriching himself and individuals uh, around him and doing what's best for him in a particular circumstance. There's not any real clear ideology in regards to Donald Trump. The concern is what happens next. I mean, you set you set the bar where Trump has set it, and then what happens with the next president and or a president down the road and what if they have a clear agenda and ideology and something that they're trying to accomplish um they have seen the roadmap they have seen a, a path of very little resistance in regards to um donald trump not just you know doing the things that you describe but also really having no use for um you know conventional operation um you know being a willing uh, individual to uh, to help and contribute to the reports uh, and uh, also the investigations that are taking place, and that's the question here: is where we head. You know, the real. I'll tell you where we head. The real problem is that this is all driving my mother who's 92, simply out of her mind. I mean, it's making her crazier than she is. <laughs> I, um, she's calling me up now on an almost daily basis and, and ma- making sure that I am keeping up with the news. Did you see, she'll start, did you hear? And the other day she called me up about Rudy Giuliani and said, did you know that Rudy Giuliani uh, was uh, doing something bad with, something illegal with his chauffeur? His chauffeur was a criminal and Giuliani was a criminal. I want you to call Rachel Maddow and get her to investigate. He said, Mom, I don't think that Rachel, Rachel, <laughs> my, she might take my call, but but I, I'm not sure I could reach Rachel Maddow. She said, what do you mean? You're a congressman. I said, no, not, not anymore. I was a congressman. I'm just now a radio host on 
WKXL AM and FM streaming live over the internet. It's Paul Hodes. We're off the record with Chris Ryan talking about the future of America. Please, please, people, don't reelect Donald Trump. Do everything you can not to reelect Donald Trump. Uh, we're brought to you by the Birches at Concord, New Hampshire's first assisted living community, designed specifically for those living with Alzheimer's, dementia, or other forms of memory impairment. You can join a tour and celebrate life at the Birches by calling 224 9111. Don't go away. We'll be back with a fascinating interview coming up next on Off the Record with Paul Hodes.